If I play, do I get one of those cool t-shirts? <laughs> yes. Really? Everyone gets a t-shirt. We make them ourselves. And if you... You're being sarcastic. You're being sarcastic? Tis being sarcastic. discussion of Stranger Things Season 4. Uh, this is an offshoot of the podcast What's the Problem, and we don't have a name for this sort of thing because we've only done it once before uh, with the Scream movie from earlier this year. Uh, I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by my good friend Jen. Hi Jen. Hi. So I'll just ask you Jen, when did you start watching Stranger Things? Was it the very first season when it first aired or did you, were you late to it? Or? Yeah, um... I mean, I was interested in Stranger Things, but Dylan was super excited about watching it, my husband. Mm. Um, and so we actually, probably the day it was available, we recorded an yeah. episode of our show Pilot Inspectors, which we were still doing weekly at the time, um, mm. where we watched the first episode of TV shows. And it's, I haven't listened to it, but I like that we have that recording because I remember when we sat down to record, like we watched it and then Im- immediately started recording and we don't you know discuss our feelings in between and i remember when we started recording he was freaking out like he fell in love with it like i think as soon as the credits (laughs) hit he was in love with it and i really liked it but in my house it's like my husband's obsessed and then uh, my son (laughs) just started watching it recently and he's watched the whole thing now he's watching it a second time and he's obsessed um so we're a stranger things household so i've been watching since it first came on yeah same here, yeah. I I'd heard about it and I was a little bit wary about Netflix and their own their own stuff, but I was I wanted to see it because Winona Ryder was in it, and it was one of Ryder's first TV show. That was the main draw for me. Yeah, and, I, and I've loved Winona Ryder since Beetlejuice, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, when I actually watched Beetlejuice back in the eighties, kids, I think yeah, that was the biggest draw was Winona Ryder doing a TV show. Um, but then also the eighties, the fact that it's set in the eighties was also mm-hmm. a big draw for me because you know I'm a big nerd. That's why I watched it. And I watched, I pretty much watched it the date dropped. I think I watched maybe the first three episodes the date dropped. Uh, and you just said that you've uh, recently converted your son to it. Well, mm-hmm. the past couple of weeks, my mum has sat and watched the whole thing. She finished season four last night. She sat for like four and a half hours sitting, mm-hmm. like the last two episodes of the finale or whatever. It's eight and nine. Uh, and she never, she was never really interested in it before. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, I do know what brought her to it. And I know what put her off it in the first place. There's a TV show in the UK called Gogglebox. And I know there's been a US version as well. But Gogglebox is like a bunch of ordinary people been filmed sitting watching TV. I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah. And when season one aired for the first time, my mum watched an episode of Gogglebox where people were sitting watching this thing about this young boy disappearing and uh, I think they showed I think they showed him disappearing. Uh, I think it was the very first episode. Mm-hmm. And my mum was like, No, nah, I'm not watching it, it's it's kids. Kids are going to die. I don't like watching stuff like that. But then, a few weeks ago, Gogglebox again showed uh, the Max um, running up that house scene. Mm-hmm. And my mum was like, I'm going to watch Stranger Things. Because she really liked that scene. Uh, and, yeah, so she got converted by the same show that put her off all those years ago. That's funny. It's so weird that it's been six years yeah. It doesn't seem like that long. And I should also mention that when he was like five, like Xander had never seen Stranger Things, but he was mm-hmm. um, quite taken with the picture of the Demogorgon. So he was actually a Demogorgon mm. for Halloween. And um, nice. earlier that year, Dylan and I had gone to a convention and Dylan really wanted to cosplay as Eleven. So he had yeah. he had shaved his head and he had the um, the pink dress on. Um, and he had bought the right shoes and socks and everything. Like he, 
he looked like 11 and he ha- he was he had that 11 stare he was really good at that and um <laughs> i dressed up as dustin which was way easier and uh yeah. i just need a hoodie a backpack and the hat yeah and you didn't have to shave your head no uh I, I did make sure my hair was curly though and um, yeah and we when i took xander trick-or-treating i was really disappointed dylan refused to dress up as 11 i still dress as dress, dress as dustin but uh, <laughs> that that dress was a little uncomfortable for him and uh right like it was really hot when we were at the convention he actually changed after a while but it changed back before we got our picture taken with the buffy people uh emma mm-hmm. caulfield was very amused by him um <laughs> but i think he was afraid he'd be too cold on halloween with the the short skirt so uh unfortunately we did not do a whole family thing yeah and now that dress probably wouldn't fit him so we can't do it (laughs) so what did you think of season four then i really liked it yeah i was really into it it's now my favorite season my 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 favorite season before was season three Mm -hmm. season three gets a lot of shit but i love season three yeah, I love season three. I think season three just sort of hit the right sort of spot for me, like nostalgia wise, because mm-hmm. I remember nineteen eighty five. I I you know I remember things in nineteen eighty five. I would have been nine, so that's when my memory was. But like when the first couple of seasons was what eight three and eight four, mm-hmm. don't remember as much about that. Uh, so and I think that's maybe just when I was starting to get into like pop culture type things. So yeah, season season three was my favorite up until now, because season four has overtaken it. Because I thought there was a lot of amazing stuff in this season. Yeah, it's much more cinematic. Um, each episode's a movie. Mm-hmm. All the episodes were really long, so I was like, ah, I'm not really looking forward to that. Uh. Because I feel as though, like, if they were, if it was season two, if season two had the same length of episodes that season four has, I would have checked out the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any sort of highlights? Do, do you think there was any like MVPs or any great you know, favorite scenes or whatever that what's, you remember? What's her name? Sadie Sink is that her name? Yeah, Max. Max, she was so good. Um, I'm a big Max. She's fan. it. She seriously is. And I, I love how much she got. I really loved her. I really, like, and I don't know if you were waiting to get into this or not, but I'm just going to bring it up now. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite songs of all time is Running Up That Hill. Yeah. So um, I was I really glad at the inclusion of that. And um, it's funny because I know people are getting really sick of it now, and I, I've never gotten sick of it. Um, I go to a, a bar every week where, you know, I play songs on the jukebox and running up that hill is one of my favorites to play. Like if you look last time I checked, if you look at uh, use an app to play the songs on the jukebox and it'll show you for the bar, the top plays at the bar on the jukebox mm. and running up that hill has been listed on it for a long time. And I'm the only one who plays the song there. So it's because I've played it so much. So it's a song that played at my bar all the time because of me. And now it's getting played a lot <laughs> because of Stranger Things. And I heard there, I I haven't witnessed it, but I've heard there are bartenders that are so sick of it. They'll just skip it if it comes on. Yeah. Occasionally I'll put on the placebo version because I love that one too. Um, yeah. And I have noticed lately someone's been playing some different Kate Bush songs. So it's obviously inspired them. But so I know people yeah. who are sick of it, but I never get sick of it. And it's, I am so happy for her that this song is now the number one. I, I, it's so cool. It's so cool that that's great. That it's the 37 years after it was released, it's now a huge hit. It's that's it yeah. shows it shows how much people, especially like young people, are appreciating the music on this show, and uh-huh. that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's great because I've loved the song since days, and was the theme tune to a TV show on kids' TV here. Can't remember the TV show. I think it was called Running Scared. And it was about a young girl who runs away because she witnesses a murderer or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a kids' TV show because the BBC did that sort of thing back then. They actually had balls to have storylines like that. Um, but it was a theme tune to that. And... Uh, and that was 1986, so I think I liked the song then because I, I watched this show every week and it was on the show every week. 
Uh, but then I did start to get into Kate Bush and listen to a lot of her stuff. She, I think she's a, she's strongest in the eighties. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it got to number one in the UK uh, for three weeks, and I mean it was still a hit when it first came out because I think it got to number two mm-hmm. back in eighty five, two or three. I, th- I think I read that it was three. That's still bloody good, you know, getting mm. to the charts and getting to number three is still yeah. great. But then 30 or years later, it's got to number one for three weeks. It's fantastic. And she's been so nice about it. Mm-hmm. Well, because <laughs> she's such a huge fan of the show already. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. Too, is that, like, that must be cool to have, you know, a show you love request your music. Um, mm. I God, I forget what movie it was. But I remember... Um, they randomly had uh, Billy Joe Armstrong on the Office Ladies podcast once, just because there was mm. a Green Day song in an episode, and Jenna Fisher's friends with Billy, <laughs> with um, right. Billy Armstrong, and so uh, he was talking about he was watching some movie or TV show, and all of a sudden he heard a Green Day song come on, mm-hmm. and that it was such a weird experience. Like he wasn't expecting it; he forgot it was in it, and <laughs> all of a sudden he's hearing himself. And it's just yeah. like, I've always wondered what that's like for artists. It's the first time I've ever heard somebody talk about it. And because I could also see this song is in this season so much that I'm just like, does it take Kate Bush out of it a lot when the song keeps playing or yeah, what? But, I know. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't, I hadn't really heard of her to the late 90s. I had in 99, I bought the Felicity soundtrack, which mm-hmm. is still a really good soundtrack. And it had this woman's work on it. And so oh, I that's bought that. I bought the CD and I listened to it, and I didn't really like. I think I wasn't ready for Kate Bush. I don't think I was sophisticated enough for yeah. Kate Bush. And so years Fair later, enough. I picked it up and listened to it, and I was like, "Oh, that's really great." But um, yeah, I I I tried listening to her when I was a teen, and it just wasn't my time yet. This woman's work. Um, it's from the movie. Uh, she's having a baby. Mm-hmm. It was written for that movie. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, Wuthering Heights, which was her first hit, mm-hmm. it was her first song, and I think she was still a teenager with that song, and that song is just so energetic, and her voice is crazy in that song. Spoilers for that book, Kathy Dies, and um, the the song Wuthering Heights is about Kathy's ghost, and she's haunting Heathcliff, which was the main guy that she was in love with, and... Uh, so her voice is sort of warbling in that song, but it's mm-hmm. because she's singing as a ghost, and it works. <laughs> um, but uh, Man With The Child In His Eyes is also an amazing song. Mm-hmm. She's just had some really good bloody songs in the 70s and 80s. Another thing that I really, really love about the season is Nancy. Nancy's a badass. Nancy's always had badass moments, yeah. Like she's always, been, but this season, yeah, definitely. Yeah, this season, she's she's so tough, and yeah, she just she's such a badass. I love her. I've never I haven't appreciated Nancy as you know as much as maybe I should have until this season. Yeah, I think now Nancy knows what's going on, and as soon as something strange, remotely strange happens, mm-hmm. Nancy's like, right, um, in the zone. Yeah, she's like, I've got guns, you guys. Yeah, exactly. Where's the monsters? I'll fuck them up. Mm-hmm. Where are they? <laughs> but, yeah. What were your favourite things about the season? Uh, the Max stuff, because mm-hmm. I love Max, and I think Sadie Sink's amazing, and she should, you know, be up for an Emmy. Um, but, also, there's one scene, there's two scenes in particular, three scenes I love, and we're, we're not talking about the run up the hill scene again, because that's a given, right? Mm-hmm. But, there's another scene in the exact same episode that I think is absolutely fucking amazing that people are sleeping on. And I think it's the, it's the scene where Jonathan and Will and Mike are in the house in California mm-hmm. and uh, the guy who's guarding them goes up to answer the door to get the pizza and they get shot. And there's a shootout mm-hmm. between this agent and these army guys. And it's a one-shot deal. It's, it's one shot of these kids running into the room then running back out, and it's it's fucking amazing. <laughs> and that was uh, director Sean Levy, mm-hmm. who actually came up with that idea because it wasn't a one-er in the in the script. It was just you know these army guys attack and uh, they're trying to get I don't know what they're trying to do. They're trying to I'm assuming they're trying to get a living. Sean Levy says, "Why don't we do this as a one-er?" 
and the Duffer Brothers were like, yeah, okay, fair enough, let's go for it, fuck it. Uh, and it works. It's an amazing scene. But it gets overshadowed by the running up that house scene at the end of the episode. Yeah. Those two scenes. And I also like when Eleven takes down a helicopter mm-hmm. um, while wearing a, a thing that inhibits her powers around her neck, mm-hmm. but she still does it. And just that moment when she lifts up both her hands and just goes, eh, <laughs> and the helicopter just explodes in front of her. It was amazing. Uh, so those are my favourite moments. Um, so what do you think of the, the new characters that we had this season? We had Argyle I, and we had Eddie. I liked them. Argyle's funny. Um, Eddie, I liked. I, I wasn't... People are obsessed with him, and I guess I wasn't taken with him as much as everybody else. Um, I feel like every season there's a new character that I become obsessed with, and there wasn't... Yeah. I, but I also wasn't as obsessed with Barb as everybody else. Like, there's something about Barb and no, Eddie I don't that know people love that Barb. I don't love as much. I do like Eddie, but I, I do not get the insane obsession everyone seems to have with him. But I did like our new characters. Yeah, I like the Hellfire Club shirt, which is why I'm mm-hmm. wearing the Hellfire Club shirt right now. Um, but And I do like Eddie. Um, and the actor who plays him is British, mm-hmm. so that's always good. I may upset you a little here, Jen, but I didn't like Argyle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stoners are, stoners are tough. You know what I mean? Like, if you told me you didn't like Spicoli, I would get it. Yeah. It's just that, well, I haven't seen that movie yet, so we'll see. But it's just that that is, that is a trope that I'm done with. I'm just done with that stereotype now. I just don't care about stoner characters that's actually and when i like this when i like a stoner the most because the thing is is i've known a lot i've known a lot where they really seem like this character and yeah they are great if they are someone you see occasionally like if you're in school you see them in the hall or whatever maybe you have a class Mm -hmm. with them but hanging out with them all the time is annoying as shit um, so I prefer them when they're in movies and TV shows and I don't have to spend much time with them so I can just enjoy the, the fun. Um, like yeah. I, I really enjoyed him, but I could totally understand not liking him. I think it's a cultural thing. And mm-hmm. in, our, in our podcast, I'm always complaining about cultural. Yeah. I'm always complaining that, you know, I just don't get some American things in high school and stuff like that. And the stoner... Especially like the California stoner mm-hmm. type dude kind of thing is just not. I don't experience that. I've never experienced that in real life. Um, our stoners just like so either sleep or go and steal things. Mm-hmm. That's all Scottish stoners do. It's not the same, and I just don't have that experience. And I only have that experience through movies, so that's why I'm bored of it. Well, and it, it does feel like it's more of an 80s or 90s thing, because I'll, I'll say this, like, I knew a lot of guys like that, like, in high school and stuff, mm-hmm. but now, especially since, like, in, in the state I live in, I live in Oklahoma, and medical marijuana is legal here, which mm-hmm. you don't have to try very hard to get a medical marijuana license, so, it, like, <laughs> we're trying to get recreational marijuana legalized here, and honestly, it's, like, practically the... It's, it's practically the same thing anyway, except people won't have to pay for licenses, right? So, like, yeah. uh, they should just do it. But now it's, like, everyone smokes weed. You know what I mean? Like, obviously they don't <clears throat> really, but it feels like it. And so you get all kinds of different personalities and, you know, reactions to weed or whatever. But it seemed like for a long time there was there was a lot of, like, this very specific kind of stoner guy, which is weird. I don't know <clears throat> what changed, but... Um, or maybe it just is so rare they stuck out then and now they don't. I don't know. And yeah. it's also like just talking about that. I it's so it's still even though it's been legal here for a few years, it's weird. Like you'll go to a bar or something and step out on the patio and you just smell marijuana and it's still mm-hmm. kind of weird to just smell it and it's like no one's gonna get in trouble for this. Well, our our downstairs downstairs neighbor smokes it. And they stand at their back door because they have two kids. Mm-hmm. And they stand at their back door and smoke it. And we smell it every day. And we've got neighbours who live down the way who also smoke it and have their windows open. So if we're out our back garden, I say garden, it's like a bit of patch of grass. <laughs> but if we're outside, then we can smell that as well. And I hate it. Mm. I hate the smell of it. But that's not why I don't like Argyle. I just don't like Argyle because I didn't find him funny. 
until like later on and I think it was in the the last episode I found him more amusing but he was also useful mm-hmm. and that's when I liked him I enjoyed the seriousness of like him making a pizza yeah like I enjoyed watching him make the pizza if you watch the first volume and then the second volume separately like we did like we had what a month mm-hmm. six weeks or something between yeah. them it's like two completely different shows all the high school drama stuff mm-hmm. um, with Eleven and the bully stuff that just disappears yeah that that's nowhere to be seen later on in the season. Because she smashes that girl's nose. She, mm-hmm. she slices it open. And then uh, she gets arrested and Owens breaks her out. And that's it. He just says, oh, we'll make all that go away. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so, yeah. We, we just forget about all that that happened then. That's good. Well, the, th- the thing about that stuff is, like, honestly, if they decided to just make it, like just a teen show and not have the supernatural stuff, I would totally watch mm. it. <laughs> I would totally watch these kids <laughs> just being kids. You know what I mean? Like I would totally watch Dustin just being Dustin. Yeah, because the drama of Lucas mm-hmm. becoming a cool kid. Yeah, which makes sense mm-hmm. that Lucas would be the one who would you know sort of break out of the troop and become the cool kid. Mm-hmm. The, the whole drama of him, his friends, not going to his basketball match and uh, they get Erica to um, take his place in the, the D&D run and stuff like that. All that just seems like, if you watch the entire season and one go, all of that would just seem like years ago <laughs> because of everything else that happened. Yeah, I've said this to you before and you sort of gave me shit for it a little bit, just a teeny tiny little bit, but this was like a year ago or something. But in season three, I hated Erica. <laughs> I forgot about that. I love her so much in season three. It's only because she's written by grown men. Mm-hmm. And it just it just feels forced and awkward that, you know, this 10-year-old is, is calling a grown man a bald bastard. It's like, really? Season four, Erica, mm-hmm. is awesome. <laughs> I, that my biggest complaint about the season was I needed just a little more Erica. Yeah, because she, I do think she's written stronger in this season because obviously she's older mm-hmm. and the actress is older. And they're going to do a time jump for season five. Oh that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Considering if you look at how um, the actress who plays Erica looks now... Mm-hmm. She's not 11 years old, I mean. The other day, my kid said to me, he was like, you know, Erica's only 10, and she cusses all the time. And it's so funny, because (laughs) he's going through a phase where, like, like, you know, I told myself, oh, I'm not going to cuss so much in front of my kid, and then that didn't happen. So he's heard all the, well, I never say cunt around him, but he's he's heard most of the bad words. And, uh, All right, you don't say cunt around them, that's good. Yeah, 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 no, I I don't. (laughs) I, I really don't say the word as much as I used to. Um... Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> My mum doesn't like me saying it, so I don't say it. Yeah, he has yet to hear that word. But, um, so, you know, we've been cursing around him for a long time, and he's, for a while, it he actually didn't really like bad words, but lately mm. he's been showing an interest in wanting to say them. And, <laughs> frankly, I don't really care, except... Mm. I don't want him getting in trouble at school and I don't want um, parents getting up, like maybe not wanting him to hang out with their kids or something because of his mouth yeah. or whatever. So we tell him not to cuss. Um, and so he's jealous of Erica. Um, although if he <laughs> asks permission, I usually let him like he'll, he'll ask permission. For, you know, maybe it's part of a story he's telling or something or yeah. he just wants to complain and wants to use stronger language. But I did get him to admit he he says shit a lot uh, when he's with his friends and there aren't adults around. All right. Right. So is it just mostly shit? Yeah. Well, his favorite is ass. His favorite bad word is badass specifically. <laughs> Um, right. He likes saying shit. I don't care if he says hell. Like I'll. It, it was weird at first. Like yeah. I hear him in the other room yelling, "What the hell!" Like in his video game. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't mind damn either. But and you know he's almost nine, and it's one of those things where like when I was a kid, the kids didn't cuss as much, but kids these days just know more bad words and. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I just don't want him getting in trouble with anyone, and I also don't want him just cussing too much 
because if anything, I just think that would be really weird for me, him being a little kid, and I don't know. But I don't... Yeah. I don't really... I'm like... I mean, I'm setting a terrible example with how much I cuss. And actually, the thing is, is now that he knows all the words and everything, I probably cuss more because I'm not <laughs> really trying to watch my mouth anymore. Yeah. But I will do with him like my mom did with me when I was a kid is if he's in a really bad mood, like if he's had a bad day or something, I'll be like, you can say a bad word if you want. Like, I remember as a kid that feeling like a little thrill, like it would cheer me up because I got to say a bad word. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he just he's brought up Erica several times to me. Because he's jealous that she gets to, to cuss freely, and he mm. doesn't. And he's like, why don't the adults say anything? I'm like, well, she's not cussing in front of them. Yeah. Um, growing up in Scotland, we would I would just hear swearing all the time. My gran's favourite thing to say would be, fuck a duck. <laughs> and when I was driving with my granddad, he would always... Like, if someone would pull out in front of him, he would uh, shout, you fucking titwank! Titwank would be a big um, square for my granddad, and I loved it. So my granddad would say fuck a duck, and my granddad would say titwank. So hearing stuff like that growing up, and cunt. Cunt would be something that, you know, as you know, Jen, cunt is a term of endearment in Scotland, yeah. mostly. Uh, you know, we would just say, hey, mate, how you going, you fucking cunt? You know what I mean? It's mm. just, it's nothing, it's nothing weird about that. I live in the Bible Belt, so there's a lot of, like, proper Christian people around here and stuff, mm-hmm. so it's not as... I'm I'm thinking a lot of it is, you know, kind of regional, because I have um, my soon-to-be sister-in-law, she is from the East Coast, and she cusses mm-hmm. like crazy. And, oh, really? Um, like... She's one of the only people I know of that doesn't think about it in front of kids. Like, she just does it mm. in front of kids. And yeah. without even thinking. Like, other people, you could, you know, they'll maybe say a bad word and then be like, oh, I'm I'm sorry. I, you know, your kid's mm. here or whatever. And I'm wondering if that's because of where she's from. Because uh, she's from Boston. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah. Because in Oklahoma, I just, growing up, I just didn't hear it that much. I had that all the time swearing all the time because also my mum used to work in a pub when I was growing up so if I would go and you know walk my mum home or whatever I would always just hear it through the door Mm -hmm. still the swearing but you know in Scotland it just wasn't really nobody cared Mm. (laughs) is there any character in Stranger Things you're not really like a fan of or do you pretty much like everybody or um let me pull up IMDB so I can actually look at the list and think about it Mm -hmm. um Oh, God, what is his name? I mean, characters, I don't necessarily mean that maybe something that you're not supposed to like. Oh, no, it's just like, like, like I find Jonathan boring. I'm not super yeah. into him. Um, Jonathan, Jonathan's the worst. <laughs> yeah, I I remember, I mean, Murray is fun, but I used to love him more. Like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't as big on him this season as I usually am. Um, well, I actually think he, I, I, I think he improved this really? season. Really? Because when we first see Murray, he's trying to get two teenagers to bang. Um, and that's just a bit sort of creepy. Uh, but <laughs> but no, I, I didn't... See, I think Murray annoyed me at first. Mm-hmm. and now, But I think I've sort of tolerated it now. Jonathan's boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't like Jonathan. I, not that I don't like him, it's just he's there. I feel like, I forget when, but I feel like I did like him at some point, but this season yeah. just wasn't really anything to me, and I felt bad for the actor that he wasn't given more to do. Although he did have that nice scene yeah, with, well. with Will where he's, like, talking to him about how he can tell him anything, and, and yeah. it's a really sweet scene because, you know, we're all watching Will, like, we all assume dealing with his sexuality, um, yeah, and it's his brother seeing that and mm-hmm. making sure you know that he knows he has someone that's mm-hmm. that's really beautiful. But that I feel like that's yeah. all he really got this season. I also think that it doesn't help the fact that um, I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, it plays Jonathan mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Heaton, I think it is. Um, it doesn't yeah. help the fact that he's not the strongest actor. Mm. He's also he's quite sort of, I don't know. He, he's got a good sort of moment. They're all sitting at dinner and he's stoned out his skull, mm-hmm. and that's like the funniest Jonathan has ever been. Mm-hmm. And it's also like the more sort of interesting that Jonathan's ever been. Yeah, 
is when he's stoned out his skull. Because the first three seasons, he's just there and mm-hmm. doesn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know whether that's maybe because the Duffers have realised that he's not the strongest actor. So they don't give him a lot to do. I forgot to mention another thing I loved is I, I always love Robin. And I like that we got to see her with other characters this year. Because last year, yeah. it was Dustin and Steve and Erica. And that was yeah that was most of what we got. And uh, I love her. Yeah, no, Robin's great. Robin's... I've got three characters that I absolutely love in this show. And it's Max. And it's Steve. And it's Robin. And I adore those characters. Those are my three. My top three. Um, and it's weird because none of those characters were regulars in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve was there, but he wasn't a regular uh, because he was supposed to be the bad guy and he was supposed to die at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the Duffers just saw how Joe Carey just sort of played the character and they just they fell in love with him, really, and then they changed his character completely and made him a nice guy, mm-hmm. which I love to hear stories like that. Yeah. We were going to kill you, but now we like you and we're going to just sort of keep well, you that's on. that's what happened with <laughs> James Marsters is that he was supposed to die and then he made it to the final episode of Angel, which is insane. Exactly. It's insane. Yeah, Steve is obviously the best. Like, I mean, it, I think that if you did, if you if people took a vote like they do for president or whatever, uh, yeah. and uh, especially if it was ranked voting... Uh, Steve mm-hmm. would win, like if you were voting for a favorite character. I think so. In the beginning, yeah. it probably would have been Dustin, but now it's we're all obsessed with Steve. Yeah, Steve's the best. So, did you work out the whole Vecna identity thing? No, no, but I'm also not one that kind of thinks about what's happening. Like, I just kind no, of no, 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 no. Enjoy what I'm watching, so I rarely figure yeah. anything out. See, I don't, I don't try to do it. I didn't guess it with this, which I'm glad of. But sometimes if I'm watching something, something will just click in my head. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, because maybe, like, the way it's written, that maybe weave something in there that gives you, like, uh, an idea of what's going to happen. And um, But I don't sit and analyse something and think, oh, what's happening here? Is that this? Is this that? Blah, 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 blah. I don't have, like, a big board um, of, you know, a big chalkboard of things written down saying this could be this. One thing I just realised... Uh, thinking about Vecna is that and I do really like that storyline I think it's really interesting I enjoy the Vecna stuff Mm -hmm. but um, the amazing thing about this show is you know we're sitting here we're talking we've been talking for like you know 40 minutes or whatever and we're just now getting to Vecna and it's because what makes that show magical is the characters like that's what people care if you look at the millions of memes that have popped up in the past you know month and a half about Stranger Things um it's almost all character based. Like that's what yeah. the majority of the audience seems to come back for is that like, and you know, I said I could watch it if it was just like a high school show or whatever. And it's because mm-hmm. these characters, cause sometimes I forget, Oh yeah, it's a supernatural show because I'm just thinking about, yeah. like, Oh, I love Steve and Dustin hanging out. You know, if you're going to do your fourth season of your popular um, Netflix show uh, as a nightmare on Elm street movie, mm-hmm. I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm in. <laughs> I was going to be an enemy, but the whole sort of Vecna thing and what he does to people, like that, when Chrissy dies in episode one, that is like one of the most shocking things I think the show's ever done. Yeah. Just the way she dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has to be uh, because you have to set up the stakes because once we find out that Max is hearing the, the chimes of the... the, the um, the grandfather clock mm. stuff, and we know that she's in trouble. Yeah. Uh, the, we don't want to see Max get her arms and legs broken. We do mm-hmm. because, you know, they fail and Max actually dies a horrible, horrible death. But that was just, yeah, that's so shocking just seeing Chrissy die like that. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it would have been as shocking if it was a guy that happened to. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was a girl that we grown to like and it's yeah oh for one episode as well they didn't know we were gonna like her as much because it's like they filmed that before they filmed the scene um outside with her and and uh eddie and eddie and they they had said if they'd known what chemistry they had they maybe would have kept her mm-hmm. alive um but it's she's so likable that 
Yeah. At, it's even more shocking to see that happen to her because you're kind of you, – well, and Eddie, like, he comes off as such an ass when you first see him. But, like, in their scene, you've started yeah. to like him, too. And you're kind of like, well, maybe these two should get together. I like them. Yeah. And it, That would have yeah. been great, though, if they both survived the season and yeah. <laughs> got together. I watched the episode one on the day it was released, and I heard that people were saying that it was scary, and I was like, Stranger Things. It's not going to be scary. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be shocking. But then once the Chrissy death happened, I was like, what the fuck was that? What are you doing to be Stranger mm-hmm. Things? And I loved it, because horror fan... And I loved it. It was amazing. Do you agree with Millie Bobby Brown that they should kill more characters? No. No, it's not Game of Thrones or Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. People say there's not enough stakes, but, I mean, Max still died. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've seen people complain that Max comes back, that that it sort of takes away from her dying, that uh, Eleven saves her. Mm -hmm. But I would say that's bullshit. Because one, she's lost. Max Max is sort of lost in her own mind and Eleven can't find her. Um two, Max still had to die for Vecna for all the, the things to happen and Hawkins and that that's needed for next season, mm-hmm. right? That's two. And three, Eleven now has a power that she didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Now she can bring people back from the dead. And that's bound to have circumstances. That's bound to we brought up again and then i've also seen people complain that now like oh that's just a cop out now she can bring people back from the dead but it's like but she didn't know that yeah that was i mean we know that she is all powerful and she can do things but there are kids in that facility who have different powers because we saw eight in season two and eight can like make people see things and that's a power that um, Eleven doesn't have mm-hmm. so we know that these kids have different powers that they can have different powers that manifest over time so it's not out of the realm of possibility that she can have this power that just suddenly appears yeah. <laughs> out of nowhere because she's just discovering everything herself she doesn't know um, and now that she's at this this height of her power where she can bring down a helicopter in one of the most badass scenes that's ever happened in television yeah, I'm I'm buying the fact that she can bring someone back from the dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the power of love and all that. But I see people... What did you think about that? I I liked it. I did. And yeah. I'm fine with it. I, you know, people can say things are a cop-out or whatever, but I don't... It works for me. Um, It's... And it's not like... Like, the, you know, they could say it's a cop-out, but... It's not like we got Max back. No, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, and she's gone still. Dylan's theory is that she's the bad guy next season. Who is? Eleven or Max? Max. Max. Yeah. That could be Eleven. Eleven's getting all powerful. Uh, that would make me sad if Eleven <laughs> were. It would make me sad. If it, it would Max. make sense. It would actually make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. But, um. No. The well, I- Vecna's still alive, so. But the idea of Max coming back and maybe like Vecna's in her or something like that would be interesting. Maybe, like, Vecna finds a way to take over her body. Yeah. yeah. Well, like we said earlier, it's going to take a time jump. They have to because they're all adults now, Mm -hmm. apart from Erica, but she's 15. But, like, um, the kid who plays Lucas is 21 now. Mm -hmm. Um, Sadie Sink's 20. Uh, Dustin and Mike are 19 and 20. And uh, the other two, 11 and, well, are both 18. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they have to do the time jump, but that makes me think, like, what are they going to do next, though? I think they're going to jump to 89. They might jump to 88 or 89. Maybe they'll watch Heathers. (laughs) Maybe. Um, The only problem with that is is the last scene of this season is where everything's going to shit. Because, and I love this, and I just have to reiterate, reiterate this point, they lost, and the upside down is now open, and I love that. But that means that if they do the time jump of, say, three years, where does that leave the ending of this episode? Mm, yeah. Is like, is Hawkins closed up now? Has it become a bigger thing, and Hawkins is now closed, and you can't get into Hawkins, and now maybe it's going to take place outside of Hawkins, and they have to go back into Hawkins? Mm. Maybe 
Vecner takes over Max and then goes into Hawkins and they have to go and get Max and save Max. I don't know, because we don't know where Vecna is, what happened to him. Speaking of speaking of Vecna, that's a practical effect. Apart from a couple of like CG stuff with the his neck, mm-hmm. uh that is a man in a suit. Yeah, which is cool. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. And Sadie Sink even said that that was great because it means she had somebody to act off of and not just a man in a green a green screen suit. Mm-hmm. She actually had this scary motherfucker standing in front of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, my words, not hers. What did you think about Eddie's sacrifice then? Did you think that made sense? Yeah, it, it, it made sense to me. And um, I also... I mean, I'm not going to complain about this show with this but i have definitely felt in in other shows um the thing that millie bobby brown said where it's like people have to die because you have to believe characters are in danger right like i think one of the reasons i don't think it's as important with this show is one because we're mostly dealing with kids and i don't Mm want to watch a bunch of kids die and two because there aren't as many episodes but when you'd be watching 22 episodes of buffy or 22 episodes of alias especially alias is the main one i go to with this argument um you know, you're constantly seeing like Sydney get into trouble and you're afraid something's going to happen yeah. to her, but you're not because it's her show and you know, nothing's going to happen. And yeah. when you kill off a character every once in a while, it makes you nervous. Like it's, mm-hmm. it makes you nervous that someone actually is going to die. So it sucks when you're watching a show like that and they come back from the dead all the time, which sucks. That was a problem I had with alias, but um, yeah, I, I do believe that if you're watching a show like this, people have to die or else it's not as scary and mm-hmm. someone had to die and as much as you know we all like eddie at least for me better him than someone mm-hmm. else i've spent years growing to love yeah and, and it's also he, he you know he is an asshole at the beginning and it's like he becomes he changes throughout the season and that's always like i always like watching a a jackass uh become better and then do something noble um it's yeah. a nice little arc for him but it's also good that he did have the chrissy scene though mm-hmm. because it did show in the very first episode that he's in that he isn't really that much of an asshole i mean he is in his first scene the, it shows that he's capable of not being an asshole he basically is an asshole in general but he's really nice with her and it shows it shows potential for him being nicer I think he's, yeah, I think he's just sort of over the top. Mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, he's not really that much of an arsehole, really. He's just kind of, like, loud and... I just remember hating him in his first scene. Yeah. I just think he was just, like, loud and um, obnoxious. I just, I did think he did, like, see, maybe, like, if he slapped Dustin up the side of the head or something, mm-hmm. I think that was like, more of an arsehole. I've seen people, like, complain the fact that he that he did the sacrifice thing. It's like, why did he do that? And it's like, well, if he didn't, then all those bats were going to get into our world. Because mm-hmm. if they broke through that door, they were going to get in through the gap in the Upside Down, and they were going to go into his trailer mm-hmm. in the real world. And that's not a good thing. So he, he's, he thought about that. When he was climbing up that rope, he was like, no, if I, if I go up here, these things can get in, because we can't block this off. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if the people who complained about the, the, the card that comes up that says two days later <laughs> in the last episode after uh, Max gets saved, saved in quotation marks, because we don't know where she is. Right, I have a question. How old are the kids supposed to be right now? Um, I actually watched an interview with Millie Bobby Brown, and I forget, who, who, one of the boys, um, and... The, was it no snap? Because it's always happened. The, the fact, <laughs> was, yeah. best friends. The fact of uh, like the their age came up, and the person interviewing them, like they they said fourteen, maybe fifteen, and went over why. And it's so funny because Millie Bobby Brown starts freaking out. She's like, she's kissing Mike at fourteen. <laughs> like she was scandalized. <laughs> like she didn't realize how young the characters are supposed to be. But I think it's right. I think like fourteen or fifteen. I have to hope at least fifteen. But um, when was it? Was this? For this season? Yeah. Because she was kissing Mike in season three when she was No, 15, I know. That, so. Yeah. Well, if, if they're 15 now, they'd probably be 14 then, right? Yeah, but don't really know. Because I think they're supposed to be like 11 in season one, so that was 83. 
How old do you how old do you go to high school in America? Um, fourteen. Right. So yeah. So if that's their first year of high school, mm-hmm. so because in the UK it's eleven, just so straight away. We don't have middle school. Oh, okay. So that makes the whole scene with um, and I forget his name. Chris's boyfriend who wants to kill the Hellfire Club mm-hmm. because satanic panic and all that stuff. Can't remember his name. Asshole is his name. Asshole. Asshole beating up a 14-year-old mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because he has a fight with Lucas. Jason. Um, Jason, yeah. And his death was gnarly, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, him just lying there and then just like the portal opening up and then just opening him up. Mm-hmm. That was... And he's awake because he wakes up and you see him actually sort of like shocked that this is happening to him. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad they killed him off because I don't think he would have progressed the story any further if he was always trying to kill the Hellfire Club, especially three years later if we have a time jump. My final question, what happened to Owens? Where is Dr. Owens? Is that is that Paul Reiser? Yeah. I don't know. I want to know he's okay. <laughs> I, I hope he's okay. Man, I love Paul Reiser. I feel like he's yeah. not appreciated enough. Um, mm. I love him. He's great this season. And I, I was so excited when I heard he was going to be on this show. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was great. He's very sympathetic. And, mm. uh, I, yeah, I don't know what happened to him. Because last we see him, he's handcuffed mm-hmm. in that bunker. Um, but I imagine his uh, his money saved him. Because mm-hmm. the, the, the woman, I can't remember her name, but the one, she drives Hopper. She takes Hopper and um, Joyce back. The re- reunions at the end, they always do this, and this and, and, because there's always reunions mm-hmm. and uh, Stranger Things. And the reunion with Mike and his mum and all that didn't really bother me much. I didn't really care about that mm-hmm. scene. But the reunion between Hopper and Eleven mm-hmm. just sort of had me like tearing up because... As soon as he walks in and hugs her, she says, I kept the door open three inches, mm-hmm. which is what he always told her to do yeah. when her, her and Mike were in the room together. And that was a great callback, and it was so sweet. Mm-hmm. And um, I love their dynamic. It's like the, the father-daughter dynamic that they've sort of given them now. Mm-hmm. But also the fact that Joyce and Eleven have a little reunion in the hug, mm-hmm. and then Mike and Hopper hug. Yeah. I just thought that was, you know, I loved that scene. And then, obviously, things went to shit. And notice that we, like, haven't talked about Joyce and Hopper's storyline at all. I know some people thought it was <laughs> unnecessary or whatever, but I, like, with these kinds of storylines, I've been very affected by Joss Whedon. Um, with the fact, mm. we talked about this with Buffy coming back at the beginning of season six, that when you bring someone back from the dead, which, I mean, technically they weren't bringing him back from the dead, but to us, no. they were, right? Because when we first see it, mm. like, we think he's dead in, in the third season. Um, that it, it, it can't be easy. It's got to be hard. And I think yeah. considering that they, they killed him, and when they revealed later that he was still alive, got a mixed response, because it's like, you made us all emotional for nothing. And yeah. I, I do think... I think it's important to make it hard to get a character like that back when they've supposedly died. Um, I didn't. I didn't hate their storyline, but I also have no interest in talking about it. You know what I mean? Well, I'm just going to talk okay. about it. A bit. <laughs> but I understand that, though. I, I get it. I did like it. Mm-hmm. I liked a lot in it, and I like the. I like Enzo. Yeah. Um, can't remember the actor's name, but he was in Game of Thrones. Uh, and I hated him in Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and I just, I just didn't like. I've seen him in other things, but he's great in this, mm-hmm. and I like that they made him sympathetic, and I like that they, they didn't make all the Russians arseholes. Um, that they actually had, like, uh, Alexei last season, but Alexei dies straight away, mm-hmm. and everybody loved Alexei, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, but it's, I mean, Alexei died carrying a Woody Woodpecker doll thing. Plushy, and he was living his best life, and that's sad that he died that way. But I didn't think he was. I don't think he was that great, Alexi. But um, the whole Hopper thing, I think that they had to kind of show in the trailers that Hopper was alive, uh, because they wanted people to come back. <laughs> well, oh, I, I just also really like the kids being on their own. Like, there, I think 
like part of it is about yeah. getting the adults out of the way because there is something about watching all these kids take care of themselves and having to come up with plans themselves and it's and especially like thinking about someone like my kid watching it that that must be really cool to watch all these kids being the heroes you know yeah mm-hmm. i like it and also they, they had to give one on a ride or something to do because she's top bill yeah so you know they had to give their star who she was the star in season one really because she was the the, the, the big name that they got mm-hmm. but now all the kids are stars and they couldn't just have her cry about magnets again mm-hmm. i don't really like i don't know i'm not sure i don't really like the fact that she leaves the kids yeah. like she like after two seasons of crying about will that she just leaves Will. But then she doesn't really have any reason to believe that anything's going to happen in California. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think she feels like they're safe at this point. And yeah. I mean, if you found out somebody you loved that you thought died wasn't really dead, I mean, it totally mm-hmm. makes sense that you would drop everything and go try to get them. It's That's yeah. totally understandable. Because I thought about that a lot this season where I'm like, but she's she's – She's not even checking in on the kids. And then I'm like, you know what? <laughs> She's going through a lot, and I totally understand why she would leave them. And everything happened in Hawkins, Indiana. And they're no longer there. They're in a different state. So as far as Joyce is concerned, everything's fine. With and it. altogether, it's just a few days, right? Like, it's, I mean... Yeah. It, sometimes when you're watching TV, it feels a lot longer because you're watching so many episodes, and... You know, I think on average on TV, or at least it used to be that, you know, between episodes, it was a week. Like, you'd you'd be watching a show and it would have been maybe a week between the things that happened or or the episode yeah. takes place over a week and then the next week's episode just picks up where it left off or something like that. Like, I think when watching things, it's really easy to assume a lot of time has passed when really, like, she mm-hmm. just left her kids for a few days. She's still a good mom, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because now she has three kids because she took in 11. And I think that that was one of the strongest things in season three as well, that that ending where she takes in 11. Mm-hmm. She didn't have to. She didn't even know the kid, really. Yeah. She met her, like, twice. Well, and after everything they've been through, I mean, she knows those kids are capable of taking care of themselves. Exactly. Anyway, I love this scene. I loved it so much. Uh, and I hope that we get more like this in season five. But maybe trim the episodes down just a little. I imagine we might get more episodes since it's the final season. Yeah, that's that's all I have time for. Uh, I don't know when I'm releasing this. I think I'm releasing this this week instead of Mad Love. So, if that's the case, next episode is going to be Mad Love. Okay. Uh, 1985, starring Drew Barrymore and Chris O'Donnell. Um, so if you want to follow the podcast, it's at Drop the Pilot Pod. Shiftybest.co.uk is the website. Contact at Shiftybest.co.uk's email address. Uh, where can people follow you online, Jen? I'm at Pilot Inspectors on Twitter. Yeah. Um, if you if this is the first time listening to us, I do tend to ramble a lot and Jen just sits there and nods politely <laughs> until she gets to speak. Um, it's not like Jen can't speak. It's just that I speak a lot. Uh, so thank you all for listening and we'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Bye.